0: is king's chaos i am your host kyle Peppertone, joined here with my guest cam martin who has been a major player in the morning buzz both as a host and a substitute host when our host can't make it i want to thank you for that because you are awesome filling in for people thank you kyle yeah totally what i what um, a good a big thing i want to focus on right now is uh cam you're taking your adj test yep later this week and i want to know what kind of show you're planning on doing when you pass because i've seen you on air you have a very good on-air personality you're very much into sports so that's going to be my guess as to what you're doing but i want to know what are your plans once you pass the adj program
1: oh i definitely want to do something involving sports and you know really looking forward to actually having the opportunity to do that uh i'm hearing a lot of just a lot of shows in general that are Really, a lot of sports-based stuff, such as uh, Deeks and dangles, right? And I'm just, you know, I see the that the hockey side of it, and I'm like, okay, if I if I was to have my own show, what's the one sport I, I'm really passionate about? Got it, football, right? So I'm definitely going to try to do a show based off the NFL, just college football, just based off football in general, and I'm just really excited to see what that what the opportunity holds for me. Nice,
0: awesome. Do you have a name for your show yet? Not yet. Ah, uh, not yet.
1: I'm still, I'm still debating between a few things. I don't know if I want to cover just, uh, just football itself, or talk about the officiating side of football.
0: Oh, okay. So, like, more behind the scenes stuff, you mean?
1: Yeah, really, just a lot of, lot of like, just missing, uh, mistakes that have occurred over the weekend. Just mm. that oh, I, okay. Since I, I'm a referee as well, so I kind of have, kind of have that, that view of seeing. Oh, okay, nice. Well, that's, okay, I, let me, let me, let me see if I could uh, make, make some of these calls as well.
0: Oh that's really cool. And you're also a football player I believe? Yes. Right? Okay, yeah, I've heard you mention it before. How's that will that factor in at all to your show?
1: So my knowledge of football goes goes really in depth. For right. me, I if it's if it's a referee an officiating type show, I would use my use my kind of biases as a as a football player and just just talk about you know what things could have been differently here what each team could have done and just not my knowledge just my knowledge general of playing football i can definitely be able to just carry carry over and just talk about this just, really just express my express my opinions on how each play each play really was
0: ran oh that's really cool well i for one am very excited to hear that because i'm always looking for new shows and you know see what each new batch of adj's come in with their ideas and stuff like our producer kenny he's taken on shows left and right. He's got his flashbulb memories show. He's got his uh, graveyard shift show uh, that happened last night from 12 to, or from midnight to 3 AM, which I don't know how he does that. I don't know either. And then he also <laughs> wants to do another show for karaoke. Yeah. And just, first of all, I don't know how he does it, but like, yeah, all these ideas you've got Tauber time. Uh, like you said, Deeks and dangles for the sports a Celine show about all pop culture stuff. Just everything that people come up with for these show ideas are just amazing. And then you have me over here and my thing was like, yeah, I'm not going to tie myself down to anything. So I'm just going to talk about whatever, whenever, whenever I feel like it, like I've talked about, we, I have one episode where I talked about sports and socks. (laughs) That was the main. Yeah. I had Matt Bruchet on, Who was our sportscaster for the morning buzz during the spring semester, uh, at least for the day I was on? And I'm like, hey, I know I've known you for quite a while. You want to be on my show? And then we kind of went in without a script and we wound up talking about sports, like spring sports and stuff. Cause it just spring sports happened to come back at that point. Yeah. And then we just somehow transitioned into socks. I do not know how that
1: kind of correlates, but hey, listen, you got it it worked out. It is.
0: It's the name of the show, King's Chaos. I don't know what the transition point between sports and socks was, but I know a thing or two about silly socks. And so I'm like, cool, let's run with this. That works. And so we did. It works works out well in the end. (laughs) Exactly. Do you know any of the other ADJs, like what their plans are for the shows? Like, Uh, have you been on training shows? Like, have you completed your hours with them?
1: I have not actually um i have just I haven't seen really many other abj's because usually when i go on the uh do my my show or when i was doing my training hours it would be for the morning buzz and right I, I don't really think that there's, there's many people who are well uh, be, lack of a better word uh as you know insane as i am to get up <laughs> at six o'clock in the morning
0: to get here to get to, to get two hours in well i mean you've done it before you've been part of the morning buzz for a while so you're you're used to it uh, in terms of getting up early, sure. maybe not the traveling because nah. oh, nah. we were on Zoom for a long time. But I mean, you're in a sense, you are accustomed to getting up early for the buzz Fair enough. from beforehand. So, yeah, I agree with you. There's not many people uh, crazy enough. It's a select breed that gets up at ridiculous hours in the morning, uh, some of which just don't sleep from the night before. How? I don't know. But there are some people who just don't go to sleep and wake up for this show and then crash afterwards. So about right. Yeah, but it, it is a very select breed of those willing to do this. And sometimes it's easy. I'll, I'm speaking from my personal experience. Sometimes it's easy. Other times, you know, there are some days where you just can't get to bed early enough and you work off like four hours of sleep. And that one's not fun. Those days aren't fun. But other than that, it's not bad. It's rewarding. Yeah. I mean, I wake up at four, which gets me a lot of weird stares from people, which I guess understandably so. So the show doesn't start till seven. So if you do the math, that's three hours of nothing. But I, you know, I just need time to gather myself, eat breakfast and take that seven minute walk over here. You know how long those take. All the foot traffic at five in the morning. Yeah, you got the deer, you got squirrels, you got chipmunks. Yeah, exactly. I didn't, I, I was, Um. what was it? I was going to say, I, I was hoping to run into deer today because last week they were just right outside the SCM. I'm like, I want to talk to the deer and they didn't respond back, which I thought was rude. But they weren't there today. I guess I scared them off. Come on, Kyle. Come on man. I'm sorry. I apologize. Deer, I don't mean you any harm. You can come back and graze the grass or whatever deer do. But anyway, what I was trying to get at is I like that time to myself in the morning because, you know, I just... It gives time to clear your thoughts and just...
1: Yeah. Allow yourself to just really just really think about what's going to happen to the day.
0: Exactly. Read through the script. Make sure I got everything going on. This morning I watched... Um, do you know this channel, Dead Meat, YouTube channel? I've heard of it. Yeah. I think my, some of my high school friends are talking about it. Uh, it's really cool. It's a horror-themed... Um, YouTube channel that counts like all the kills in horror movies and stuff. And I was watching one this morning of this indie film called Benny Loves You. And forget the whole counting and everything. The entire movie was done by like one person. Was it a good movie at least? Uh, I haven't actually seen the movie, so oh, well. I can't say we'll if say. the movie itself is good. But it was done by one man who wrote directed edited um did the score for and the special effects for respect all in like 14 15 16 17 18 about like four to six years jesus was, yeah that's and not it's not like okay yeah he did like some special effect this movie had a doll like it was a very child's play-esque type of horror movie And the doll was completely animated. They barely used a real doll. This man spent four years of his life on his own.
1: Animating a doll.
0: Animating all the special effects in this movie. And from an animator's perspective, oh my goodness.
1: Four years.
0: Four years on your own without a team. And they, it looks really good.
1: That's a, that's a college that's a college that's a high school high school slash college experience right there
0: yeah I mean jeez it was insane like you could tell like by the way it moves you're like okay yeah it's animated but in terms of visuals it's like almost photorealistic is that does is, is that detailed it's it's very detailed like there's like uh, what did they say? There was like two or three shots in the movie only where a real doll was actually used. Really? And from the clips I saw, like I said, I haven't seen the whole movie, but from the clips shown in the YouTube video, I wouldn't be able to tell which ones were CG and which ones were not. It was crazy.
1: Respects, respects of that. my man. Yeah. yeah
0: not man, only man. that, this and from an animator, perspective like I said, I would know this and not many people would do. Do you know how long any of those would take to render as in you made it now you have to turn it into a video file that can be used. He yeah. spent like he what did the video say? the video said he would leave it for like a full weekend. he would leave his computer on to render something out, come back, realize there was one tiny mistake and have to do it all again.
1: That's probably why it took so, so long.
0: Yeah. That's
1: literally the reason why it took the four years. I know. He probably got that done, honestly, a year and a half, two years. With a team. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, but he did it all by
1: himself. With the team, maybe less than that, honestly.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you got the teams doing Marvel movies coming out like two every year. They're probably not the same effects teams, but you get what yeah, I'm get saying. Movie. It's a much quicker turnaround with a large number of people. And this man not only did the effects by himself, but the entire rest of the movie. Oh, he also starred in the movie. I forgot to mention that.
1: Oh, so he's just really the, the one-man band.
0: Yeah. Nice. He just had like a skeleton crew of his family and friends. And he's just like, yeah, I want to make a movie in my life. And then uh, what was it? It was like, he must have like a midlife. I think he said they had like a midlife crisis at like 40 that he hasn't done. lately It is like, okay. That's it. I'm going it. And he just he straight up made a movie. And now you can make a movie and, you know, not have it require four years of special effects, but he didn't do that. He went above and beyond. And, you know, I can't I'm still wrapping my head around it. Uh, he did all that by himself. Yeah. And I don't know what kind of computer he used. I'm assuming it wasn't State of the art, high end, best money could buy, which is probably why it took like upwards of two days to render. But still, how do you have that wherewithal? And then it released in 2019 and got a bigger release this year uh, because of COVID and stuff. And so, just I really want to see this movie now because I want to see, I want to just really.
1: Really focus in on how that looks, yeah.
0: Like it looks crazy. There are some actual fight scenes in the movie that are completely CGI and they're on level with like Marvel CGI fight scenes, really. Yeah, there's this scene in the movie where the doll is fighting like a toy robot, both of them are completely CGI, and it looks very well done. And so, <laughs> I just <laughs> want to applaud. Uh, the person behind the movie, Benny Loves You, because I don't know how talented you are. Obviously, you're very talented in not only effects, but everything storytelling and movie making. And so I want to applaud your determination, your discipline, and the ability to render stuff, find a tiny mistake, and not give up in that moment. Because I totally would. And speaking of all of this. I'm very scared because I'm doing a completely. 3D modeled little thing. Or not little thing. Uh, completely 3D modeled music video. For my thesis project. Which is a little over 3 minutes. And I'm terrified. Of the rendering time of that. That's probably going to take you easily. 3 hours. At least 3 hours of render time. Yeah. Because I'm assuming he didn't make the entire movie in one file and render that.
1: Oh no, that, that's going to be a lot. If you do, if you try to render yeah, one file. that's
0: also not how it's done. It's done shot by shot and stuff, but I go back to, they were probably short little clips, like maybe two, three minutes that took a while to render. Ow! I don't, I don't want to sit through that. Like I'm very scared to leave my computer running for that long.
1: Yeah. I, I... I mean, for me, I kind of just, how I would usually get up, I have a, a alarm on my computer and just leave it on overnight. Right. But, like, that's overnight, and that happens once every, like, every few days, not, well, really, like, once a week. At, no, really. But for me to just sit down and just try to render
0: something that long, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that either. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've rendered some things, and they've taken some time I don't. Th- I think the longest anything I've ever rendered so far, two hours maybe. Two hours is probably the max render time. Yeah, good luck. With, see if that's, yeah. if that's your max render time, yeah, that's about to lose. That's
1: that's gonna get shattered. Uh huh. That's, gonna that's going up.
0: Yeah, because that was a yeah, it was like a two and a half minute video, uh, completely After Effects, so 2D and stuff. And this one is three. Like three and a half minutes um, 3D modeled. So not only does it include 3D objects, textures, uh, but also lighting, and if I can get it done, a model of like a person Oh, sorry that's, that's gonna take three hours. Yeah. three hours being generous. It's gonna take at least like four or five.
1: Yeah. Whew. Hey, at least the time that you'll be up at four o'clock in the morning it should be done by then. I guess.
0: So maybe. But yeah, I I just got to like stop at Barnes and Nobles or any bookstore, pick up a ton of books and just blast through them. And then maybe an hour of render will be done by then. Oh boy. Uh, You know what? It's not due till May, so I'll worry about it then. Right now, we're here on King's Chaos. We don't cover news here. We cover... Well it's not, it's not kind of news. Yeah, somewhat news. But we cover literally whatever. Uh for example, there's twelve days to Halloween. Cam, what are your thoughts on Halloween? Oh, it's my favorite time of year. Second favorite time of year. All about Super Bowl Sunday, of course. But
1: <laughs> uh Oh sorry, big game. The big game. Yeah. Oh yes, the big game. The big game, game big but game. yes, uh it's my it's my you know, Halloween is always a great it's a setting time. It's really just something that as a family we always love to always love to do. It was my mom's favorite holiday. And just Halloween in general is just it is the uh, it's the fall vibes. It's just really exciting to have it's a really exciting time for me.
0: Oh uh, yeah, totally. It's it's such a cool time of year too. Weather wise, well I want to say weather-wise, it's nice, but like I just read, it's like 46 today. So. it's
1: decent. Yeah, it's decent. yeah it's, for, it's, for argument's sake, it's it's not the best weather, but it's not exa- it's not when it gets too too cold.
0: So. exactly, yeah. And are you have any Halloween plans?
1: Yeah, I'm still yeah. trying to figure out what costume to wear. I'm, I'm in between becoming a superhero, my own superhero, becoming Spider-Man, <laughs> becoming a doctor, the
0: pirate. I don't know. Ah, oh, okay. Still <laughs> so, so, so trying to figure out. A lot of, lot of options, I see. Yeah, so, so many options. So. Yeah, that's always the hardest part. I haven't worn like a store-bought costume in uh, 12, 13, 14, 15 years, maybe? Kind of same here. Yeah. Like I've always like I've for for a long time I've been making my own. They're not great, but they're mine, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's easy. It's,
1: it's the cheapest costume.
0: Cheapest yeah. And mm, um, yeah, depending on what materials you're using. Fair but enough. Yeah.
1: Fair enough.
0: Yeah, it's 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 fun too because you know not every idea, not every costume they sell in store. Some ideas you got to come up on your own. That's yeah, true.
1: A lot of co- and also a lot of costumes I see at stores they really don't fit me.
0: I'm, I'm a relatively
1: large human being so it's kind of hard to uh find a costume that actually fits that i like so
0: right oh okay yeah so what so in your opinion what is your favorite costume that you've been for halloween and and any year previous
1: i would say 2007 i was spider-man nice and it was i just had a just had a a fun time it's just really not really because the costume was really because the people I was hanging out with, they're all they're all my best friends. That you know, we all we all grew up together, and you know, it was just it was just really a really fun time becoming being Spider Man. Because uh, my one friend Anthony, he was who was he? Uh, I want to I want to say he was who was he? It was it was I know I know it's all related to Spider Man. Oh, he was he was the new he was new the new Oz, the new Goblin. Oh, I remember so, that one. So it was all like all Spider Man three characters. My friend Kieran, and he was he was Venom. Oh, nice. And my friend Steve was Sandman. We all like we all kind of just we didn't plan it out per se, but it, was, it kind of was kind of cool how we all, how it all worked out. Yeah, and
0: that's actually really cool. I love that. And speaking of Spider-Man, have you seen uh a trailer for No Way Home? Yes. I could not wait for that movie to come out. <laughs> yeah, totally. Do you do you think Andrew Garfield's gonna be in it?
1: Oh, that's a... see he didn't say he wasn't gonna be in it, so I would say I don't know, but then again with Marvel, you expect the unexpected.
0: Very true. I can't. Imagine he wouldn't be in it. Yeah, especially like, if... I'm almost expecting him to, but I also have not been watching like interviews of him denying it and stuff. So,
1: I, I don't want to give my hopes up, but hey, man, let I mean, If Jimmy Foxx is going to be back reprising his As role, electro, yeah. There's the possibility that, uh, that Andrew Orphan's going to be there.
0: I can't imagine he wouldn't because. In a sense, so I'm assuming this has to do with permissions from Sony and, of course, the will of the actors. Those are the two factors I believe are probably in account from this. And if Sony and Jamie Foxx have both agreed to allow Electro in the movie, I can't imagine Sony would not put the title character in the movie as well.
1: Yeah, I would think that so. It's honest because, first of all, Marvel and Sony have they they still have a deal. sell other partnership, so it's right. Cool. So, I know that Andrew Garfield Spider Man is Sony is that Sony's baby, <laughs> but at the same time, it's still Spider Man, so still you no, know, it's still his movie
0: per se. Yeah, exactly.
1: Just it just it just makes sense,
0: and I, I feel like the impact of the whole, which I'm assuming is the multiverse thing would be lessened if it's only Tom Holland and Tobey Maguire because like yeah that's cool to have a second one but I think to get the full impact of the multiverse you would need or they would have to put in three
1: Yeah, and of course especially especially if you have the villains of of another one but not have that
0: Spider-Man very true but of course with all this people all these people they're putting in all these characters it does have Unfortunately, the potential to be weighed down with way too many people. I mean, you saw Spider-Man 3 from Sam Raimi. Um, Number one, I believe he said he intentionally made it bad because the studio wanted him to put Venom in and he just hates Venom. Sam Raimi, that is. Um, So, But you saw how bad or how weighed down it got with three villains. Yeah. Now you're, and this is speculation because we don't know the fate of Andrew Garfield, You're putting in three Spider-Man men, Doctor Strange. I believe is probably a key figure in the movie. Um, Green Goblin, uh, Doc Ock, probably someone from. uh, I saw. I saw saw Lizard. Yes, Lizard is speculated too, which is also from Garfield. I think right. Yes, from Garfield. I, I don't remember if he he didn't die, did he? No. No, I think he did. Yeah, so he might still.
1: I think. The, I think the only death in that
0: in that specific movie was. Um,
1: yeah. Spoiler
0: the... alert! <laughs> Even though this movie came out in what twenty twelve, something like that. It's an old movie.
1: It, I think. I think it was uh, Gwen Stacy's dad that. Yes. died. But
0: it, yes. Really... Two thousand twelve, Amazing Spider Man. Well, yeah.
1: Spoiler alert. Nine years. Whoops, <laughs> well, My bad.
0: Yeah. Oopsies.
1: But yeah. So. But it's weird. Uh, the one thing that's really strange to me.
0: What? Green Goblin and Doc Ock coming back. Like, honestly, I remember seeing Green Goblin die. They both, yes, a big, a big part of um, James Franco's character, uh, Harry Osborn, was that he wanted revenge on Spider-Man for killing his dad. dad. That was like his entire character. So why is he back? That's a very good question. Uh,
1: And then Doc Ock, I I don't know, he could have survived. I don't know. Mm,
0: I don't know. I think the, I think a big thing was like, yeah, he is dead. That was his thing. And that's the thing, too. And this happened in Star Wars uh, when they brought Emperor Palpatine back. Yeah, yeah. You're ruining these characters' arcs. Like, their arcs were finished in their movies, and now you're bringing them back.
1: How how, how do you manage to survive that? The star, like, the Star Wars one, that really, like...
0: No, yeah, that 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 they ran out of ideas and were like, okay, we need to bring people in for this last movie uh, to bring back Palpatine, because why not? And, sense. you know, I didn't, I'm not one to tell you how good or bad it was. I never made a movie in my life, so I can't judge, but it was not for, as a my fan, favorite. Yeah, as a fan, as us, a fan, I did not love it.
1: It just feels, it just feels
0: cheap. Yeah. it se- it felt like kind of a cash win. Cause I mean, you killed off, they killed off Snoke in the second movie. He probably would have been a better villain to like close out on. I think what, you know, uh, yeah. you spent two movies introducing him, and then just didn't do anything with him.
1: I mean, it's kind of like how every Star Wars movie. Like you spend three villi- you spend three million three, three movies to emphasize a, one to emphasize the main villain. Yeah, the first the first two trilogies, for example,
0: all about Darth Antica- Vader.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah,
0: Antica's, very true.
1: Anakin Skywalker's rise, rise, rise to becoming Darth Vader. Darth Vader finding, you know, seeing the. Seeing the his ways at, at the end of you know episode six, yeah. well, that, by the way, that movie came out in eighty <laughs> three,
0: yeah, that, that one's an even older movie. So it's like
1: you see you see all these different arcs just keep going. It's right. like oh, well, wow. yes, yeah, okay. some
0: of them have to end at some point. Like
1: it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And honestly, I was cool with Star Wars, you no, know, not having another movie. Yeah, but when episode seven came out, I was like okay, okay, I was like okay, let me let me see this because you know it's my it's not of Star Wars can't can't get mad about it.
0: Yeah. I didn't mind episode seven. No, episode seven was the better of the sequels. Then episode
1: eight. Last Jedi. Then Rise of Skywalker. The less of the better.
0: Yeah. My my biggest thing is it was the what I think really hurt the franchise or hurt the, that trilogy was going from J.J. Abrams to... Ryan Johnson back to JJ Abrams. Just keep just keep one, one direction. Yeah. It's it feels like there was very little communication between the two of them when making their movies. Because correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm like 90% sure Anakin's lightsaber shattered in episode
1: eight. I believe so too. And then
0: immediately in like the first opening minutes of nine, it's back. They might have explained it. I don't remember, but I was in the theater. I'm like, didn't that lightsaber like go out of commission in the last movie? And then I sat there, there the rest of the movie confused because you, you, things didn't make sense. I, I feel that. And don't even get me started on the whole dagger thing, showing the map to whatever that MacGuffin device was called that led to Emperor Palpatine. Because no, that's not how things work.
1: Like I, just, I honestly believe that if you're gonna have a, if you're gonna do a trilogy, you gotta have the at least the same, the same creative team, at least the same, right. direct, At least the same director, at least the same director. That's kind of why I believe Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy, for example, when James Gunn got fired, quote unquote, yeah, got the boot. They kind of just said, oh yeah, yeah, we're not, we're not gonna make any more, any more Guardians of the Galaxy movies because. You don't want to have so many different creative directions. Right, exactly. Like, you are already set on what James Gunn has done for the, for the first two movies, so it's like, okay, well, if you want to... If James Gunn doesn't come back, it's like, okay, well, that's that's really it for Guardians of the Galaxy because that's right. really... That's that, that's his baby.
0: Yeah. You don't want to... Like, he has a very unique style, and if you throw anyone else in there, there's going to be a drastic tonal shift between the second and third movie which i believe they're making a third one correct yeah they like make it's a, in the works and,
1: i i saw some this morning it's gonna it's getting delayed again so that's
0: ah dang
1: it hold on hold on, my rules getting delayed actually
0: yeah that's true and is gun back on the project yeah three? yeah, yeah gun, okay Gun's
1: back on the project yeah. he's also doing i believe he's doing the christmas special as well
0: yes i forgot they have a christmas special let's hope it's better than the star wars one <laughs>
1: Uh, that, was, that was what, from the 80s?
0: Something like that. It's something that like nobody ever talks about. Sheesh. Yeah, I mean, which is another yeah. thing, now that we're talking about Marvel too, how does Disney hit it out of the ballpark every time with Marvel movies? Well, say what you will, but they, in terms of income and box office performance and reviews, they do very well, and they can't it seems they can't make a star Wars movie to save their life <laughs> unless you count the Mandalorian, well, which is not a movie.
1: Well, Mandalorian, that's, that's, that's its own entity. Yeah. John Favreau true. is pretty good at that. Yes. But uh, I don't know. That's actually, that's a very good question to ask for me. I really, no, I think the, the, it all, it really all started with actually the same guy, John Favreau. Right. So was John Favreau directed the first Iron Man movie. Really? Oh yeah. Nice. If, if his creative direction kind of, put and shift kind of kind of brought in motion a lot of a lot of what you see today in the mcu right which is kind of surprising because john favreau has been part of the mcu since 2008 yep that was when the first one first iron man came out and also i believe this you know this guy named kevin his responsible kevin feige kevin feige yep pretty pretty good guy i, I just <laughs> i just think the the leadership team from marvel at least the leadership team from disney and marvel is right. much stronger than the leadership team from Disney and Star Wars, right? Okay, and, yeah. That uh, and sense. another thing is too, you got to think the when when Marvel movies when, when MCU just started came out, the the best Marvel movies at the time were X Men movies, right? So you know you really didn't have you really didn't have to do much in terms of well, and it's the Raimi series, the Raimi right but yeah. like that I'm saying you really you really didn't have much of a much you really you know, you're you're at the rock bottom because. Fantastic Four Rise of Silver Surfer was I, I enjoyed the movie, but you no, know, it's
0: yeah, it didn't yikes. perform well. A
1: lot a lot of those movies are a lot of movies in the early 2000s were just very, very, very yikes, mediocre yeah, at best.
0: Cheesy almost.
1: So it's like you have you already have a low, a low point. So it's all you all can go up. And that's why year in, year out, besides the dark worlds, but the dark world suffered from kind of what we were talking about earlier, the creative, the creative differences. Right. If it wasn't for the Dark World, I think the Dark World would have been a much better movie if creative differences weren't there. Right.
0: Yeah. But I mean, I didn't mind that one
1: too much. No, I didn't mind it either. But here's the thing. I mean, to backtrack a little bit. The Dark World, actually, you know, the the director for the Dark the director that was supposed to be for the Dark World actually directed Wonder Woman. Oh, really? Yeah. So just mm. think about that for a second. Yeah. But <laughs> wow. Yeah, we're, we're back. But yeah, you have all these movies that are, are lo- very low point, and you know just build up, keep going from there, and that's why Marvel movies are so, in my opinion, so successful in the box office at least. And then Mar, Marvel- and then you see Star Wars. Star Wars is our. It was. It was. It was cool where it was. Yeah. You no know, episode. you
0: know, of R- 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 the Sith. I enjoyed that one. It's probably my, probably my favorite favorite one of, the, of the prequels. Oh yeah, I think it's everyone's favorite one of the prequels because Phantom Menace Medicine- and. Attack, Attack of Phantom the Phantom Menace isn't bad. Attack of the Clones is boring. Yeah, yeah. I I so I remember loving Attack of the Clones because of that one scene. Oh, the uh, the was Genosis, I think. Yeah, the Coliseum yeah. scene where it's like fifty Jedi against all the droids and the dinosaur looking things yeah. and whatever. And then I went back and watched the movie. I'm like, other than that part, nothing yeah. happens. <laughs> And then you watch Revenge of the Sith, and you're like, "Oh, there's a meme, there's a meme, there's a meme," and you know that's part of the enjoyment of it. But I also think it was—it was, it was just—it was a much, much better movie, a really cool movie too, yeah. like in terms of effects and everything. And you know that was fine. Like you're saying, Star Wars was fine there. And then you it can throw cool. in like the Clone Wars and stuff too. So you got the, you already got you got other series, and the, the series are cool. So
1: it's like, okay, Star Wars, yeah, Star Wars. If they don't make another movie, I'm I'm content with it. It's all right. Exactly. Like, would it I would have just assumed you know, uh, Han Solo just grew old with just grew old with age. Yeah. He and
0: Leia grew old with age, and then that, that's it. That's cool. Yeah. And it, it feels like, like if they made seven, eight, nine, completely disconnected from Skywalker, like I same universe, just a completely just, just, different just, story. Just, yeah, just different it topic. probably would have done well, but I think they relied way too much on cash grab uh, not cash grab, I forget what the word is, but like nostalgia and stuff. Like, oh, hey, remember this from the original trilogy? Here's the characters you love. It's, I, I think they relied way too much on that, and it definitely suffered because yeah. they spent more time. Introducing these characters you already know, then I think building up the character, the new ones.
1: Like another another Star Wars movie that came out modern, a modern Star Wars movie, Rogue One. I had I, I enjoyed Rogue One. Right, Rogue One was cool. Why? Because it's it's completely new, a whole new direction. Another movie, Solo. Uh, we knew about Han Solo, but like the seeing his backstory, that's dope. I like that.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: For us to to get the same characters,
0: it's like okay sure yeah and provide really nothing it's not they didn't provide anything new for them they're just like hey here's the same characters you love up oh, they're dead now Yeah, like what's
1: the what's the point of even bringing to the movie if, at that point
0: yeah they didn't really serve anything like i like i said it's literally just hey remember this here it is now and that was it like the whole the whole plot of what was it uh the force awakens is We need to find Luke Skywalker. And then in episode A, it's just like, yeah, Luke doesn't actually do anything. So we wasted your time with that seventh movie because it didn't provide anything to the plot. And then after that, the next movie is like, oh yeah, Palpatine's returned. Here's a whole new plot that didn't connect to the last two. It's
1: just like, what was going on?
0: Yeah, it doesn't make much sense in terms of overarching story because 1, 2 and 3 and 4, 5 and 6 had an overarching plot. They had...
1: Anakin Skywalker.
0: Yeah. The rise of Anakin Skywalker. Exactly. 4, the, Luke joins the Rebellion. The main plot of that movie specifically was the Death Star. They blew it up. Alright, good. Moving on to the next movie, Luke is now training to become a Jedi after what he did as part of the Rebellion. And he fights off. He ends the movie fighting Darth Vader and uh, recovering from his battle. And then in the next movie, he's going to send. I forget how the movie starts, but he's in Jabba's he, palace and stuff. He's getting Han Solo. Yeah. Han Solo, right. Because Han Solo got carbonated at the end, at the end of episode five. Exactly. Then, Major plot point.
1: Spoiler alert. <laughs> then after that, uh, they go. They're on Jabba's, Jabba's ship. After that, Luke goes to see Yoda. Yoda dies.
0: Yep. Spoiler. <laughs> then they go, they, they're like, oh, well, the Death, Death, Death Star Part 2? Okay, dope. Let's go blow that up now. Yep. And then he f- ends up fighting Vader, and Vader makes amends. This is one overarching story. The prequels, they find Anakin. Anakin starts to train. He becomes a member of the Jedi Council, not a master, though. Just to, just to paddle yep. one. Uh, They find out there's a Sith. In the ranks of the Senate, somewhere. Surprise, surprise! It's the guy running the Senate. Spoilers. Um, and then they fight Dooku. They rest. They and then when we get to episode three, they fight Dooku, uh, rescue Palpatine, and then, kinda, and then kind of and then they kind of they kind of discover. Okay, we we found the Sith. That's yeah. the Sith right there. Palpatine starts manipulating Anakin. The, the Order sixty six. Anakin turns to Vader. Overarching story. One thing from the movies led to the next one the others in the next one like i said in seven eight and nine it's like oh we have to find luke, luke that's it one, luke, luke doesn't one. do anything that's it i don't even remember what the main plot of eight was i don't remember either they were like trapped in a blockade or something i remember kylo ren
1: decided to turn he turned
0: yeah i don't remember like it's just it's just yeah, that exactly and then in eight with no buildup between the last two movies. Oh yeah, Palpatine's back. How? D- don't know how. Their reasoning was literally somehow Palpatine returned. Great writing. And look, I know I stand with the mantra of if you can't do better, don't bash it. But it's hard to not like if you
1: if if you remember the end episode six, you see Vader throw Palpatine down. Uh huh. Exactly. And on top of that, first the Death Star blew up. So. Yep. Even even if he somehow survived that, the debris or so, just some some sort of
0: impact, lack of oxygen in space, anything, any of that, boom. In this movie, in that movie came out many moons ago. Yes. And I would've been fine. Like I'm all for bringing Palpatine back if you can come up with a reason. Your reasoning from a storytelling perspective cannot be somehow this happened. That's not storytelling. That is a cash grab. Unbelievable, man. Uh, Unbelievable. Uh, I'm going to blow a fuse from this. <laughs> so, yeah, um, totally skipped over a Halloween conversation, but that's fine. I think this this was actually amazing because, yeah. like, I love talking about this kind of stuff. And I really want. OK, so which is your favorite sequels, prequels or originals? And Star Wars? Yeah.
1: Favorite sequel would be, uh, I would definitely want to say it would be Revenge of the Sith. No, well, that's that's episode three. No, Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back, pretty good one. Uh prequel, Revenge of the Sith, and then the sequel, the sequel sequels. Right, I would say it would be, hmm, probably, probably uh, Rise of. Uh, the Force Awakens, because yeah, just just because it was easy. E- it's, it's not. I don't say easy to understand, but it's, it was really kind of
0: straightforward, right? Definitely. And my my thing, like I liked it the most out of the three sequels. I feel like it borrowed a lot of story plots or story points from New Hope, yeah. Because if you run into it, a person on a desert planet runs into a droid, joins rebellion, blows up some kind of space station, yeah. Which is it's very similar, but you can really make that argument for any movie, really. It's like hey, uh, a B and C are these main I mean they're called tropes for a reason. Ugh. They're all all used, but to use the same major plot points in two Star Wars movies, both of which started the trilogy, C I think is what might have hurt that trilogy a bit. Yeah. Because I, like I said, they relied too heavily on nostalgia and cash grabs and stuff, and I think they also relied too heavily on plot points from episode four in episode seven, and then when they tried to branch off, or what I feel like was branching off in episodes eight and nine, and barely even nine because they brought Palpatine back, but they, it really hurt them. Well, here's the thing: you also got to think, uh, not pe- people that saw episode seven weren't alive to see episode four. True. Well, a main yeah main part of the audience were not alive yet. Yeah, good point. Like the the audience that, that were alive, they're they're young kids, maybe
1: you know, in their twenties. Then right. they've spent what forty years to make another movie.
0: Yeah, I guess they forgot all. I guess they forgot about it. Very true, and also probably all new direction and stuff. Like, like I guarantee you, it was not the same. One hundred percent the same cast and crew working on seven as did four. No I don't think so either. It's I don't even think Lucas was involved in the project. So there you go. That's the main person who wasn't even involved. <sighs> I, th- I think I think there's probably like
1: four crew members, like four cast members from from four to seven. Yeah, and let's see. So um, Harrison Ford, right?
0: Terry Fisher, right? Mark Hamill, right? And I don't know if the same actors for Chewbacca and C3PO came back. I, I think C3PO did come back. It was the same I, person? I think so. Right. Okay. I got a double. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, that right there. Crazy to think about, too, that like one of the main overarching people, other than Yoda, C3PO and R2D2 were there for the jump since <laughs> the beginning. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> that's weird to think about. That just just shows you how much C-3PO and R2-D2 mean to the the
0: series. Yeah, and yet they're like... C-3PO is like the most arguably incompetent character in the entire franchise. Yeah. So weird how that happened. But, you know, I guess the best way to put it is it is what it is. (laughs) Ah, jeez. So that was our opinions on Star Wars and Marvel, which... I guess it's pretty cool. A big thing well, that I want to do one time in the future, hopefully, before I graduate, is I want somebody who prefers the prequels in that seat, somebody who prefers the originals in that seat, and then somebody who prefers the sequels in that seat. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You just have an argument right now. And there. just have it battle them out, and then I'll just sit back here and watch. That would be, <laughs> see, that would be probably the most entertaining thing to, to witness. Totally. I, I want to start planning it so definitely now it. that i have that out in the universe I, I feel like i'm obligated to put it to do yeah. it now since <laughs> i put it out there but yeah definitely uh say it in your prayers at night that uh the ultimate star wars battle does become an episode of king's chaos that's the best i can say i oh, can't guarantee anything
1: i would look for i would definitely want to look forward to see see that, yeah. that battle
0: i i think i have no i don't even know who i have yet i because I, I i want to definitely want to include jared uh from the radio but i don't know where he stands i think he might be a sequel person i'll ask him if i see him later today but with that being said i think that's gonna wrap it up or come close to the end of another episode of king's chaos i'd let you know what episode into this number this was but i totally have forgotten myself Uh, I have not been keeping track. (laughs) I have not been keeping track either. Yeah, my bad. I apologize for that. I think we're on like 33 or something if we're um, going off of the start and not splitting these up into two seasons. Uh, Speaking of which, I forget the exact date, but it's almost been a full year of King's Chaos, give or take, because there was none happening over the summer. But, you know, that's pretty cool happy birthday king (laughs) scale very soon i don't know the actual date but eh, whatever it wouldn't be the same day anyway that's true yeah but years work uh another thing cam thank you for joining me on this show i wish you luck on your adj test i think you're gonna kill it you have what it takes to be an adj and uh, i'm sorry to be a dj (laughs) and you know the only part you just got to answer those questions right. So good luck. You totally got this. Appreciate that, Kyle. Yeah. And with that being said, that is going to bring us to the end of King's Chaos. I've been your host, Kyle Pepitone, a.k.a. the Kingpin Parentheses of Spades, joined with my guest this week, Cam Martin. Uh, what if we start this episode? We started talking about your show about football and ended up at Star Wars. Yeah. And that is the name of King's Chaos. <laughs> I love this show and I love all the opportunities the radio gave me thank you everybody I will see you all next week